From the offices of Cocktail Collective Australia, this is Cocktails Distilled, a podcast that takes your favourite spirits and liqueurs from the still to the cocktail glass. In each episode, we talk to distillers and creators about particular expressions that their brand have released, what they are, why they were created, and in what cocktails they should be used. Are you ready to understand exactly what's in your glass, or perhaps should be? Welcome to Cocktails Distilled. Today we are joined by Matt Gamel from Pickering's Gin. The distillery has just teamed up with British Airways to release a new expression, Pickering's British Airways Centenary Gin, a gin that has been specifically developed to eliminate taste blindness that often occurs at different altitudes. Thank you for joining us, Matt. My pleasure. We might start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about Pickering's. Yeah, no problem at all. So Pickering's Gin was uh, formed in uh, 2014. We, we, we launched Pickering's Gin, um, which isn't that long ago, just over five years. Um, it was in, in March t- 2014. And uh, our history bases from a, a Bombay recipe from 1947 is where the DNA of all of our, of our gins come from. Um, but we're based in uh, the small animal hospital of the Royal Dick Vet in Edinburgh, or the former Royal Dick Vet in Edinburgh. Um, so our, our distillery is actually in the uh, in the dog kennels, uh, so a, a fairly unique location. Now it's quite um, Scottish gin is actually taking on um, quite a high f- profile these days. Absolutely, I mean gin itself in Scotland, um, you know, sits alongside whiskey. A, a, a lot of lot of people may not be as familiar um, with, with the the two spirits being synonymous with each other. Um, but but it's always Scotland has been uh, seen as one of the cent or the centre of the Scottish whisky. But gin has sat alongside there, and the f- fact the main fact of that is that uh, gin doesn't need to be aged, and therefore uh, is a is a better f- source of uh, cash flow for a lot of these whisky distilleries. So the the, the expertise and skills are there, and uh, and and now it's just become more popular with the the rise of craft gins. We we had five distilleries in. Uh, Scotland really making gin when we started. There are now over 70. Wow, that's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> a, now a you're massive saying increase. That, yes. Now, you were saying that your recipe comes from a 1947 Bombay correct. recipe? Yes. So, Do you want to yeah, tell us a little bit correct. more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, so Marcus and I um, had started uh, experimenting with gin um, and, and, and the conceptual idea of, of perhaps setting up a distillery back in, uh, in early 2013. And uh, we, were, we we were working with a number of different flavors and looking at uh, of looking at what we might make and, and how it might how we might achieve our goal, which was to create our perfect gin for a gin and tonic. That was our goal that we, that we originally set out with, because we felt right. what was commercially available wasn't really wasn't really hitting the hitting the brief. So, in doing that, um, and, and sort of as a result of the fact, basically Marcus's father had passed away, um, and. He'd been talking about this idea at, at at his funeral with various various of his father's friends, and uh, it was it was one of his uh, father's friends that uh, then passed us this Bombay recipe from 1947, uh, written down in Mount, Mount Mary in Bombay, and uh, said, "I've no idea what it tastes like. I mean, you know, I've never made it. It's, it's a family recipe. I, I don't know anything about it. But guys, you know, if you're working on a gin distillery, why not give it a go?" Um, so that's exactly what we did, um, and. 
you can imagine be, be, being Indian influenced, it's uh, got uh, large amounts of, of spice in it. You've got a good cardamom, cloves, cinnamon, um, fennel, anise are the kind of key characteristics of it. But but alongside juniper and the citruses as well. Um, and we then developed right. that recipe um, to create pickerings. Now, how do you go from that to doing something like this with British Airways? Very fair point. I mean, we're we're fortunate enough that in um, July 2014, we became the official gin of the Royal Edinburgh Military Tattoo. Um, and that's taken us uh, all over the world with them um, as their official gin. And uh, we, we, with that accolade, we then continued. Um, and we now uh, have the official gin of the Royal Yacht Britannia. Um, and also we have three signature gins uniquely distilled for um, Cunard, the cruise line company, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Mary II and Queen Victoria. So these are all prestigious British yes, institutions, for, so. for want of a better word. Um, and as such, we were almost out of the blue. We were then approached um, by British Airways um, who phoned us and, and said, guys, this is this is the concept where we're putting this uh, package of centenary products together, that, you know, handpicked from, from throughout the UK. And uh, we, we'd like to see whether you could make a gin for us, basically. Right. Which we clearly said yes. <laughs> so did they actually suggest trying to work it in with the altitudes or was that something that you guys came up with? We received a, a phone call from, from British Airways um, and uh, they, they let us know that uh, they were putting together a selection of uh, centenary products to celebrate British Airways centenary. And we were asked whether we, we would be um, able and interested uh, in doing the, uh, the gin for them. Uh, which clearly the answer was yes. Um, as for the the concept of the gin and, and and that going forward, there was then further discussions with them in the creation of the of the flavour and what botanicals might be included in you know using some some classic British botanicals and and how that might influence it. But one of the things that uh, came to our mind and and my recollection was uh, was in relation to uh, food and how its perception was changed at altitude and and. Uh, and then looking at uh, gin and, and how that would be affected in a similar way. So right. we then looked at trying to make sure that uh, the gin we were creating was also going to uh, taste as uh, as good in the, in the air as it did on the ground. Well, maybe explain the botanicals that you've used. Certainly. So so the botanicals themselves, um, we've we've got your classic juniper, which is obviously obviously required. Um, we have lemon and lime peel. Uh, coriander seed and angelica root, which are which are all all, all quite commonly used botanicals. Uh, cardamom and cinnamon, adding some spice. Lemon myrtle, heather, and rose petal. So, so right. a nice balance of uh, of botanicals coming from a number of different locations. And how do these change um, depending so, on the altitude? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the so the big thing was us. Um, looking at the altitude and, and lo looking at uh, what what changes um, with altitude, so we were able to establish that you know there is research that's been done and what have you um, that both the humidity and our, and our sense of smell are, are, are affected um, by altitude. Our perception of sweet and salt um, are, are reduced. So these things were, were were key when we were looking at how basically the botanicals we were putting in but also the amounts of each botanical and therefore you know trying to uh, to bring those to the forefront so 
we increased the amount of juniper in the in the gin um, significantly to to ensure that we got that lovely classic juniper flavour, and that was still um, st- still able to be to be tasted and, and still there at altitude. Um, mm-hmm. With the spices that we that we we had in there, um, cinnamon was used because it's just a little bit sweeter as a spice, um, and to try and add some of that sweetness back in alongside um, a botanical that I actually like an awful lot, which is lemon myrtle. Um, provides us a, a lovely citrus flavor, but also a, a quite a sweet citrus flavor, um, which would which help to boost the, the, the sweetness, but also the citrus notes within the gin. And working us alongside the, the, the really lovely classic British botanicals of heather and rose petal um, help bring those lovely sweet floral notes into the gin. So all of these things were put in there, and it was just about the amount of botanical we put in to, to try and enhance those flavors and, and, and fill some of the, the gaps, for want of a better word, that you get at altitude. Now, I believe that the way the gin tastes does actually change at different levels of altitude. That's Is correct, that actually yes. the case? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so, so in creating the gin, both Marcus and I, um, we're, we're on various flights with, with different samples of the product um, in its different uh, conceptual stages. Um, and, and, we, and, and in those, I'd created different, different flavors um, using the same botanicals, but using different amounts of each botanical, um, and then looking at the effect they had at different altitudes. So we were able to taste them at different points through a flight. Um, doing it on a short-haul flight allows you to, 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 to get up to, to cruising altitude. Um, but then also as, you, as you're coming down and the altitude is changing, you can taste so, you know, the, the perception of the, of the citruses and the juniper particularly. You know, they, up to about 15 to 20,000 feet, they're, they're really, really bold. Beyond that, they start to mute down slightly. And it's just the balance of all these different botanicals and the different variants that I was then able to do from you know, the, the first flight to then taking the multiple flights thereafter to trying to fill in the gaps that I could taste on, on our palates um, was a really interesting process and looking at all those different parts in order to try and get a, 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 a fantastic a gin that both tasted great on the ground but also tasted, tasted fantastic in the air. Um, it was clearly designed to be drunk as a gin and tonic in the air. Um, that was its primary role, but, uh, but yeah, it was about getting a great tasting gin. Well, that must have been a lovely bonus, being able to travel for work as much as you did to do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's always exciting. Uh, you know, it's an interesting one when you're when you're trying to trying to convince people that that you're you're drinking for research and, and science purposes rather than just for the sake of a fear of flying or anything like that. But no, it was it was great, and it's it's always nice to try and look at a different angle. I think particularly in this uh, what's becoming quite a crowded uh, gin market, particularly in the UK, anyway. Um, if you're going to present a new gin to the market, trying to understand the reason for it um, is an important one um, because there are you know, well over 100, hundreds and hundreds of gins um, in the UK. And uh, mm. it's trying to understand what's its unique purpose and, and, and point because another gin is, is, is lovely, and, but it's, it's trying to have a specific point to it. And therefore, the, the, the creation of this was, was a really exciting project. I got the impression that it was just for the centenary um, and that it was somewhat of a limited edition, but is it going to continue beyond that? Uh, you're absolutely right. At this, at this moment in time, it is, uh, it is a centenary product, and, and as such, um, we haven't entered into any discussions further 
um, to, to, to take it any further beyond the centenary. Um, we would love to, to continue to discuss that with, with British Airways uh, or indeed uh, looking at the opportunities with, with other airlines. Um, but at this moment in okay. time, the, the concept has only been uh, put together for, for the centenary. Now, do you know how long that lasts? Yeah, to the end of December. So the, so the entire, yeah, the, all, all the centenary products are available throughout the year until till the end of, this, end of December this year. So okay, there's cool. still a little, little while. Did you guys create any cocktail suggestions for people drinking the gin on board? Specifically, I mean, we the the, the gin itself was, was was conceived and designed specifically to be drunk as a as a gin and tonic. That's not to say it uh, it couldn't be drunk as a cocktail. Um, you know, the the gin, the gin due to the, the the balance of flavors. You know, even just drinking it with a with a soda or a ginger ale um, will give you a lovely drink that's different to a gin and tonic. Um, but but the the flavor profile in it it would it would work particularly well in a in a red snapper. Um, or even you know the classic kind of martini or Negroni, um, all of which would would work really really well with it on board. Nice. Okay. Um, how important do you think a good cocktail is to a especially a long haul flight? Yeah, I mean, I I, I certainly think uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a nice nice opportunity on a, on a long haul flight to have a, have a nice uh, cocktail. I mean, it's you know a lot a lot of uh, a lot of the, the the drinking and 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 culture has become that uh, drink drink a, a better quality uh, drink and drink less of them rather than you know drinking huge volumes. I, I, I'm clearly not advocating mm. um, that one should drink huge quantities on a, on a flight. You know, dehydration is also something that that we all have to be aware of. But but taking one or two drinks and really being able to enjoy them in a cocktail is, is a lovely way to spend a flight. Um, yeah. I suspect it has the added bonus of uh, aiding you, aiding you to get off to a nice restful sleep as well. Yes, of course. How will people perceive the difference in taste between your specially engineered gin and an average gin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think depending on how much attention people pay to their to their gin when they're on board, um, there is a there is a, a, a distinct um, perception difference in flavour. You've got a much more uh, full bodied and rounded flavour. Um, you know, for me, it was about being able to know what a gin tastes like in the air and understanding the, 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 the flavor profile of a particular gin. And then when tasting it in the air and, and, and then internally referencing the difference between the two, which is, is quite significant and, and flavors that you, you know, should be in that gin are, are just lacking. And you think, well, why, why is this gin changed so much? Um, so, mm. so in, in, in essence, by, by putting, the the elevation of the different botanicals within within our our gin you're you're retaining those so that in the air you're 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 able to compensate for for some of this uh, you know taste blindness and, and and actually give yourself that lovely gin in the air clearly that because of the increase in those botanicals in the product on the ground is is just giving you an elevated and enhanced flavor profile um, so you've just got a really you've got a really really bold gin and on on, on the ground uh, which then just just becomes a what would be perceived as a regular gin then in the air. Were there some botanicals that you perhaps wanted to work with but found just didn't work at all when you got it up to a certain Yeah, outcome? I mean certainly the, the the spices were the ones that I had to be be most careful because they're the ones that, that really start to become more prevalent. So it was it was a it's a question of, of balancing those spices. As I said, we 
we use cinnamon, which has that little little bit of sweetness to the spice as well. Um, but balancing the, the 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 cinnamon and the cardamom, particularly, just trying to get those spices whereby uh, they, they were they were there when you were tasting it on the ground, and and you could and they weren't uh, weren't overpowering, um, but but also then you know didn't become so dominant in the air. Um, and it was balancing those against the sweetness and and the citrus to get to get a really lovely balanced gin. That was that that was probably the biggest challenge. There was there was nothing specific, you know. We, I guess, we it was it was more about the quantities. I mean, the 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 choice of the botanicals, as I said, using the the lemon myrtle and the and the and the cinnamon particularly to kind of influence in the in the sweet sweeter versions of the spice and and the and the citrus in those two was was, was a decision that was taken to then help influence that. I imagine it must have been quite hard to balance between a high altitude and no altitude taste. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... You're, because you're, what was too strong on one would be not enough on the other. Exactly, yeah. I mean, there was, yeah, as, as you made uh, mention, yeah, there, was, there was a number of, uh, number of different trials done with, with a, number, you know, a number of different flights taken to, to try and get those balance of flavours. And like you said, it's trying to get that balance where it works in both sets of circumstances. Um, w- without compromising on either, um, and, and that was was definitely a challenge to get that balance with the botanicals to to really deliver a fantastic gin. How long was the process between when you got the brief and when you presented the final gin to British Airways? So we we, we had just just under two months to 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 get uh, for, from the concept to to presenting the the final gin for sign off. It was uh, it was a, it was certainly a short time scale. Um, you know, there wasn't a, a huge amount uh, of, of time in it, but uh, we, we, we were prepared to ro- rise to the challenge. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a really exciting project. Do you see the centenary gin changing the way that people drink in the air? Do you see it as having a larger impact? I think that's a really interesting one. I mean, I, I, would, I would like to think, you know, the, that it's, it's about the, the education process um you know as i said earlier the, the the drinking less and drinking better quality products um and i think it it brings back to the fray the 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 work that was done some time ago i know that a number of the airlines worked with with some of the the key chefs i know heston blumenthal and various others did did some research with the airlines looking at the food and and how to make it taste optimum um in the air so i think bring something back to 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 the the community of people that are drinking and, and understanding what it does do and what what happens to your palate when you are flying. So so I'd love to think that it will will rise to um, to more people making an informed decision about what they're drinking um, and how they're drinking in the air. Um, there's clearly a lot of people, a lot of airlines, and uh, yeah, a lot a lot of alcohol is consumed when when flying. So mm. so it's it's certainly a, a sector that I'd be keen to to look at further. What food pairings would you say would go well with this particular gin? I, I you know, given, given the botanicals that are in it, uh, for, for me, it would uh, be be something that would pair really nicely with with shellfish or, or fish in in general. Gin tends to pair pair well with the, with fish, and I think you know the the balance of the of the floral notes with the lovely bold juniper and, and the citrus alongside the the spices can you know really work with some some fish. You know, and that that would be my my personal personal preference with it but uh, but i think it would yeah would complement a number of different foods now would that change depending on whether they were on the ground or in the air or 
Yeah, there would there would certainly be the the the, the there would be changes absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it would be be, be how to use it. Um, but I think you know marinating you know a, fi a, a fish in it um, would give you some wonderful flavors that I think would carry through in the same way they do in the in, in the drink, um, and they would carry through in, in the air very very well. I think you know there's so many different things that you could do. Both in 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 pairing a drink to go with your with with your food, but also actually within within using it within the cooking of the food as well. People haven't necessarily drunk uh, Pickering's gin before, but they do try this centenary gin. Will that give them a good feel for the brand and the sort of flavors that you're trying to bring out for your other gins? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know the 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 all the different gins that that we've created over the years. Are all are all influenced for effectively back from the DNA of our original Bombay recipe and the, the experiences and, and and growth that we've got with all the different products. So you've got the lovely balance of the juniper and the citrus alongside the spices. Um, so so they all all, all complement each other, and you, there is definitely you know common common parts of it. But within this one specifically, we obviously look to incorporate some um, British botanicals um, in the heather and the rose petal. Um, so so they both really help. Just, just bring that to it, and a little bit of a floral note to it as well. So, so yeah, there's there's definitely an influence. We also have now on on, on board as well, alongside the gin, um, there is a a gift pack, a triple gift pack, which gives our two other products. So you can see all three sitting side by side, um, which is a great way to experience the whole whole portfolio of products. People, I mean, obviously, if people are travelling on British Airways, they can purchase it on board and through the gift pack that you mentioned. If they're not, and they want to actually try it on the ground, um, can they buy it through your website or through? They can't buy, they or? can't sadly buy it through us. The triple pack is available through the High Life shop, which is online. Um, so the BA High Life magazine, um, which you can buy online, I think, and I believe it's also available in Terminal 5 um, at Heathrow. Right. So it is available, but, but, but through British Airways channels rather than our own channels. Um, it must be wonderful to think that your gin will be part of the future of drinking aviation. Absolutely. I mean, it would be wonderful if, uh, if, if we started to, to, to influence and, and, and the, gin was the concept of this gin was taken forward to be, to be a benchmark in uh, influencing the, the way products are created and designed uh, from a drinks point of view in the air, I know this. Uh, you know, th th there has been work done, and this 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 project has highlighted that. Um, and uh, it would be fantastic. You know, the volume potentially is there for for for, for brands to look at it, um, and it certainly has to be something to bear in mind. As I said, given given the service of alcohol on on flights, I don't think that's going to change. Um, so it would be great to think that uh, we've had an influence in in looking at that going forwards. Now, if people are experimenting um, with the gin while they're on a flight, what flavours do you think they could mix up to make their own little cocktail creations um, that would work well with the rose and the heather that's within this gin? I think uh, on, on, on a flight, um, given, given the, the limited availabilities of uh, what else is there, um, you know, I think as a long drink with it with a ginger ale or something like that the gin would 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 really give you a lovely balance of flavors up there um that works particularly well 
I think you know a really classic martini is you know or a twist on that is gonna gonna give you something very interesting or or even uh, I suppose I'm just trying to think, yeah even maybe an, an aviation if you could get uh, depend depending on the airline and what have you what uh, what other uh, drinks are available um, you know a classic aviation cocktail would would work really nicely as well the you know the the red snapper which is obviously the uh, the you know, gin equivalent of a bloody mary that would work fantastically well with the with the bold flavors in there. And the gin, you know, I know that works incredibly well. Um, so yeah, that and that set of ingredients is is generally available on most flights. So yeah, always a good one. All right. Well, look, Matt, thank you so much for joining us um, to tell us about the centenary gin. What else is Pickering's working on at the moment? Is there anything that you can tell us? Oh, um, specific products, and no, no, there are no uh, no other specific products we're working on right at this second. Where we've got a. Uh, a fairly extensive range of, of gins now, and uh, we're we're focusing on uh, on on all the different markets that we're already in, um, both into America and uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, and into Europe. So we're 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 focusing on 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 the growth of the products that we have. Um, we've got our, our four core gins, um, a liqueur and a slow gin as well. So so it's a question of working with those and uh, and looking at all the flavors. We're now looking forward over here to a fantastic summer with uh, the Edinburgh Festival coming up in August, which uh, clearly transforms Edinburgh. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully the sun will shine as well. Excellent. All right, well, look, thank, thank you very much. Thank you Cheers. very much indeed. Cheers. And we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Cocktails Distilled. Be sure to visit cocktailcollective.com.au to access the show notes. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, cheers.